Come on, y'all give Jesus some praise. Wow, that was good. I said, wow, that was good. Thank you, worship team, for leading us in worship. Amazing. Yeah. Y'all give it up for our worship team. If y'all were here last week, you'd be really clapping. Thankful that they were here today. <laughs> hey, I'm Pastor Welby, and uh, so good to see you this morning. Hope you're doing okay. I guess you're here, so you're doing all right. But man, we have had a ton of people uh, calling us over the last couple of days, talking about Omicron and, and, and oh my God, and, and uh, you know, sinuses and all kinds of things uh, going on in, in their family. And man, can, we, 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 need to, we need to pray for people and uh, that God would keep people safe and, uh, and healed and whole. And uh, talk to somebody just about them even losing some family members over the last couple of weeks. And so, uh, man, we, we need to pray and make sure that we are um, just covering our, our friends and family, our church people. Uh, that way, uh, man, when, if they do get sick, man, we just, hey, we've been praying for you. He's going to be all right. And so, um, but man, I'm glad you're doing okay today. Uh, hey, we are going to start tomorrow, we'll give you a little bit more details as we end today, but we're going to start our seven days of prayer and fasting starting, we're going to start it tomorrow, and uh, man, I'm excited about this, and I think it's always a time for us to recalibrate, always a time for us to be able just to kind of just shift gears a little bit and just kind of lean into Jesus, maybe even a little bit more than we typically would, and so that's going to start tomorrow, seven days of prayer and fasting and that's going to be so good. I, I'm telling you, I always look forward to this season for that reason. But also, um, one thing I want to bring to your attention is that, that the, I feel like there's a couple of directives we have for this year. But there's one that, that we are kind of taking for our, um, for our leadership team. Over the past couple of years, uh, really since, since COVID hit, uh, our leadership team really uh, carried a lot of weight and really carried a lot of uh, a lot of things during COVID and coming out of COVID. Uh, the the weight of the church, not a, not including all family stuff and all that, but but we carried a lot of church weight. And uh, one of the things that we are focused on this year, we want to let you know, is the soul care, not just for you, but also our leadership. So many times, so many times, our leadership is giving, 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 and uh, and but not receiving, receiving, receiving as much as we would like at times or in moments, and so. One thing that I've committed to this year, uh, leading our leadership team, is uh, that we would be we would be purposeful in making sure that their soul is cared for. Amen. Right, and um, and so I, I want you to know that over the over this over throughout this year, that there's going to be seasons, there's going to be times where our leadership is either not present, or they're not going to be doing anything but showing up to church. And that's because, because they give and give and give so much week in and week out, day in and day out, really, um, that they, they and us need rest. And so uh, we want to let you know that when, when your team maybe is impacted by one of the leaders being out, we just want you to know we'll try and communicate and, and, and make sure you are aware of that. But there will be times throughout this year, just so you know. So if you don't see somebody around or they're not serving for a few weeks or whatever it may be, um, don't be alarmed. We're just trying to make sure that our souls are cared for because if our souls can be cared for and our leadership is healthy, then you can be healthy. Amen. 
Amen. Everybody likes to be healthy, right? Amen. And so I uh, just wanted to make sure I communicate that to you uh, today as we are moving forward. So, hey, last week we started a series called Fresh Start. Would you say Fresh Start? Fresh Start. We talked about last week these spiritual change agents that God puts into our lives to help guide us. And we talked about really three things, how he gives us his word. Everybody say his word. Everybody say his people and his voice. Say his voice. We talked about how he gives us these three things to help guide us in our lives and that these are really some of the, the biggest three, the big three that, that God uses in order to help steer us, to guide us, to lead us in our lives as we live for him. And if you missed it last week, uh, I'm excited to tell you that, that this year, uh, we are starting putting our messages back on, uh, back online. So you can go to our website, you can and, and you can get our messages there. You can also go to uh, iTunes and Spotify. I think Google Play as well. And then also starting today, uh, we'll be putting the video portions uh, of our message on uh, YouTube as well. So uh, you can go and, and and check it out if you missed it. If you want to go back and listen to it again, it's there available for you. Uh, at your uh, at your pleasure. So just wanted you to be aware of that as well. I think that's pretty cool. And so, hey, someone once said this. They said, they said, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. Motivation is what gets you started. Come on, some of you, it's like, it's the new year. It's a fresh start. You want to go to the gym. It's the motivation that gets you to the gym. It's habit that keeps you going. Not for me. I hate the gym. So I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing that. You know, and so, but, but motivation is what gets you started, gets you going. Habit is what keeps you going. And the same is really true as we grow spiritually, isn't it? That when you give your life to Jesus, you need to realize that God doesn't plan for you to stay where you're at. Everybody say amen. But he wants to see you growing in your faith and growing in your relationship with him. And we do that by forming or establishing habits and disciplines or spiritual disciplines in our lives that nourish and that strengthen, strengthen us spiritually. And so today we want to talk about, it's very practical, I felt like last week was real practical, but we're going to continue in this practical vein, six things or key habits that can move your life forward. The first one is this, is it's reading the Bible. I'm going to say read the Bible. Come on, everybody say, read the Bible. Like this is, this, this is kind of a, a to be expected. If you're a Christ follower, if you follow Jesus for any amount of time, this is kind of a, I would say, a given, but it's not something that's always done. And so in order to move your life forward spiritually, we're going to first start by reading the Bible. In 2 Timothy 3 and 16 and 17, it says, The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do what is right. How many need to be straightened out every now and again? Come on. Straightens us out, helps us do what is right. It is God's way of making us well prepared at every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for his word, the Bible, the Holy Bible. And reading the Bible is one way that will push you and your relationship with Jesus forward. And the good thing is, is that we're in the year 2022. There's lots of ways to read the Bible nowadays. 
You can, you can go home and you can get your, your, your physical Bible. Maybe you brought your physical Bible today. Uh, most people go to church and don't bring a Bible anymore because it's on their phone. But maybe you like the physical Bible, and I, I actually really love reading out of a physical Bible still. And so maybe if that's you, you need to go home and dust it off or go try and figure out where it's at and, uh, and, and open it up. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great tool. But you can also, you, you got a phone, right? And they got free apps, and they got a Bible app. And I think they have multiple Bible apps probably. Uh, but Get a, get a Bible app and you can read it digitally on your phone or your tablet, whatever electronic device you have. You can even listen to the Bible. If you're, if you're an audible learner and you really learn and soak things in like a sponge more through audible, man, you can listen to the Bible being read to you and you can get the word of God in you that way. There's so many ways to do it. I just would say try one and do it, right? Somebody's reading the Bible right now. Come on. Come on, Donna. Let's go. <laughs> That's good. So, hey, the Bible, it's, it's God's instruction manual for our lives. It's instructing Donna still. God is speaking in this moment. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, but it's the instruction manual for our lives. I don't know about you. Uh, Corbin, uh, over the past couple of years, has gotten into Legos. And, and Legos are great unless you have a ton to put together and then it starts to get really old really fast because it takes forever. But every Lego set has an instructional manual or instruction manual that comes with it because it's like a booklet. It's, it's the Lego Bible for whatever you are building. It, it shows you the plans and shows you what pieces to put together and when to put them together so that you can build what is intended to be built, right? And by the end of, of, of the time of you building it, you're like, oh, wow, this is really cool. It's a really cool spaceship or, or a, a car or, or it's a building or a collection of buildings. And you're like, man, the intended outcome is so awesome because you followed the instructions the way it was. But how many know that you can build whatever you want to build with those Legos? You don't have to build what is intended. You don't have to build the way that the picture is supposed to be or what is on the outside of the box. No, you can, you can take all the pieces and you can put them together and it can look like nothing. You, you can put them together and it can, you can build whatever you would like. But, but just like our lives, God gives us the free will to build whatever we would like. But he gives us this instruction manual called the Bible and he says, here's some pieces that if you put these pieces together, the way that I've instructed you, the way that I would love for you to do it, your life will be built in such a way that the purpose and the designs and the dreams that I've put inside of you, they will look like the outside of the box like they're supposed to if you'll do it my way. But you don't have to do it my way. God, God you don't have to do your life like God intends it, but it will not look like the outside of the box. It will not look like the way he intended your life to look like. And we find ourselves in moments of our lives that say, wow, God, what is going on? Why does my life not look like the way it should? And what we find a lot of times is that we're not in his word, understanding who he is and what he has and how he wants us to build our lives around him. Thank you, Legos. The Bible, though, it's, it's how we get to know God. It, it's what transforms our lives. We talked about last week, Romans 12. It, it transforms us. And just like we feed our physical bodies, 
It is just important to feed our spirits. Come on, how many like to eat? Come on, I love to eat. Like, let's go. Like, you know, I told Kristen the other day, I said, I don't know what it is, but I literally think I could eat Mexican food every day of the week. And my son, my son's like, well, not sushi, Dad. I'm like, you know, I love sushi, but I don't think I could eat sushi every day of the week. But Mexican food, like, let's go. I just, just swim me in some, some, uh, some queso and some guacamole. Like, I'm good. Like, just give me some chips and some, some fajitas. She was like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, tacos. Like, you know, like if, you, if it's a question, let's go. Let, let's, let's eat some good Mexican food. So, but just like we feed our bodies physically, we also got to feed our spirits. And if you neglect your physical body over a certain period or an extended period of time, you know this, your body begins to be malnourished. And likewise, we, we are, when we neglect our spirit and we're not feeding our spirit and we find ourselves not in God's word, we begin to be spiritually malnourished. The crazy thing is, is that we have a lot of Christians walking around spiritually malnourished and they don't even know it. See, God, whoa. Trace talked about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Matthew 4, 4 says, man does not live on bread alone. This is Jesus. He's speaking here. He's saying man doesn't live just on the physical things that will help their physical body, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He's saying you need some physical food, but you also need some spiritual food in your life. His word, it guides us. The Bible tells us that his word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. It encourages us. It says all things work together for the good in Romans 8. His word strengthens us, tells us not to fear, but he will strengthen, strengthen us. It helps us grow. It refreshes our hearts and transforms our minds, the Bible tells us. You see, the key to a changed life is a changed mind. And the way that your mind is going to change, the way behavior and attitudes will change is when you find yourself not in Facebook, but when you find yourself in the Bible, you find yourself in this holy book. I wrote this down. You can't consistently read God's word and it not change you. It is impossible. Like if you need some change in your life, you need God to do some things. There, it is impossible to consistently day after day read God's word and it not change your life. And so we've got to have his word in us. And so, hey, here's some practical tips on, on reading the Bible. One is set a specific time aside. Find some time. And if you're like me, you got, if, you got, if you have kids, do you, you're like, I don't have time. Like I don't know. Like. When, when is their time? Because when they're in bed, I'm tired and I'm ready to go to bed, right? Uh, when I wake up, it's just the few moments I have, and then I have to get them up uh, and get them rolling and going and getting ready. But set aside, find a time that you can read your Bible some. Uh, and then as you do, open up your heart. Say, God, I'll open up my heart to you. Speak to me. Do you know God wants to speak to you? We talked about his voice last week. God wants to speak to you, and he does it a lot through his word. Don't be afraid to take notes, whether it's here in service or you're reading your Bible at home. And don't, don't be afraid to write in your Bible. It is a holy Bible, but it is okay to write in it. 
All right, some of you might have grown up where like you don't write in it, you don't sneeze on it, you don't you just you just open it and you close it and the pages stay crisp and clean. But can I tell you for it to continue to transform your life, it is great years down the road to be able to look back and say, "Oh, this is what God was speaking to me in that moment." It's cool when you're reading it and you're like, "Wow, that just begins to illuminate maybe even some more things God wants to show you." in your life. Take notes. Be consistent. Start a, worship, a, 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 a Bible plan. Whatever it is, just begin to read his word. It will help you move forward spiritually with him. Second thing is this, is, is, is worshiping. Is worshiping. We, we just got done doing that, just that with our worship team. It says in Psalm 100, it says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. You see, the second habit that should be present in every believer is worship. Worship should be a part of our lives. It's simply expressing our love to the Father from the inside out. It, it, it was an overflow. It was a, there was a kind of like an overflow moment in our worship set this morning when, 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 when the worship team kind of kind of died down for a moment, but then it just kind of, and, and Trevin, you kind of felt like this thing like well up on the inside of him. There's this, this overflow. And Trace, when he was speaking, there was this, there was this thing that just, just began to flow out of him. And so, so what we see when we worship, we see God doing things from the inside out. It's the attitude of the heart. It's, it's something that radiates from every fiber of our being. In fact, in Mark, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. What is he saying here? He's saying, love the Lord your God with all that is within you. When you worship him, it encompasses everything a part of your life. And you can do it so many different ways. That's the beauty about worship. You can do it by singing. Psalm 34 says, sing to the Lord, all you people. Some of you are like, well, I don't sing very good. Well, that's why we have the music really loud so nobody can hear you, okay? Like, like sing to the Lord. We, you can worship by shouting. Psalm 66 says, shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. It says in Psalm 47, to clap your hands. Shout to God with the joyful praise. Clap your hands. That's why, that's why when, when, we, when we start with a fast song, that's why we're like, woo, let's clap on beat, right? Come on, like, let's, let's go. Like, let's put our hands together. Let's make a joyful noise. We can lift up our hands. Psalm 134, 2 says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Come on, we, we lift up our hands as a sign of surrendering unto the Lord. We lift up our voices. Acts 4.24 says, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. There's so many different ways that we can worship God. There's two main ways, though, that we really worship Him. One is corporate and one is personal. Corporate is kind of like... The, the setting that we sit in now, it's like this morning, it's a Sunday morning worship service. We're singing songs together, we're worshiping the Lord together. But there's also those personal moments and, and we, maybe like a daily quiet time that we find ourselves in 
worshiping him. Maybe maybe it's in your car on your way to work and, and, you, and you just have a few minutes, but man, you put that worship on so it just sets your attitude in the direction that it needs to go for that day. It, it helps your mind at ease. It gives you the peace that you need. It removes the fear that maybe you are experiencing. It takes on what you needed to do in your life in that moment. Jesus, I just have five minutes, but I'm going to drive to work today. Oh, I'm going to be in my car. I'm alone. I'm going to worship you just for these next few minutes. Just me and you, I'm going to give you my day. Find ourselves worshiping the Lord. The third thing that, that will move your life spiritually forward closer to the Lord is giving. Everybody say giving. Many people struggle in the area of, of finances, and uh, we just, a couple of months ago, went through a whole series on finances, but People's lives are plagued in so many different ways with stress and frustration and anxiety and fear and, and, and all these things. And, and then we have our, our finances maybe limited and we're like, ah, what do we do? How, how, how do we even give? How do we even start to do that? And the, the crazy thing is, is that the Bible talks about money a lot, like a whole lot. Like there's over 800 verses about money. And get this, there's only about 300 verses on prayer. Like prayer, how many agree prayer is important? Like we need prayer as a, as a believer, as a Christ follower, we need to pray. But it's crazy that almost three times the amount is talked about prayer, we see giving is talked about in and throughout the Bible. Well, God knew we would need his insight on money. And so there's three biblical principles that I believe have the potential to change your life and your financial situation as we regularly put them into place. One is this, tithe consistently. As you tithe consistently, you're giving 10% of what comes in, that income that comes in, you're giving 10% and you're giving it back to the Lord through the local church. It's a principle that we find that God puts in the Bible. We manage, secondly, we manage responsibly. What God gives us, what comes into our, our, our personal finances, we manage them responsibly. And third, we build a spirit of generosity. We build a spirit of generosity. We just got, we got through Christmas and had a heart for the house offering. And, and a lot of you gave through that, through that offering. What is it? That's generosity flowing in and through you. See, having, having a generous spirit is the missing link in people's approach to finances. Having a generous spirit isn't just, though, giving large sums of money. It's more about the attitude of the heart and the attitude of our minds. It's choosing to live open-handed rather than tight-fisted. And when we have a generous spirit, it spills over into every area of our lives. Not just, not just money. No, it shows up in, in our attitude towards people. Oh, I, I, you know, maybe I want to throat punch you, but I'm just going to extend some grace to you today. And I'm just, the overflow, the generosity is going to overflow into your life today. You're welcome, right? You know, uh, your kids, maybe, maybe they need to get disciplined or they need a spanking or they need to be grounded. But the grace that what lives inside of you is just going to overflow into their life for the day, right? Uh, and so whatever it may be, but, but it, there's an overflow of generosity. The words we speak, the way we give our time. The way we give our talents and our treasure, it's just, if it would just, we have a spirit of generosity, it begins to overflow in everything that we have and that we do. After all, for God so loved the world that he, he gave, yeah, gave. 
The fourth thing is this, is serving. I'm going to say serving. There's something so significant that happens when, when we do things for others, doesn't it? There's something about it. I, I, I talked to, to many of you of serving opportunities that you participated in over, over the past couple of months, and whether they're with our church or, or with your company or, or with some other people. There's something about it that you, we just light up as people when we start serving. We, make, we start making things happen for other people that they couldn't do for themselves. Like when I brought to you, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to have Christmas for teen, teen mothers, and we're going to take care of some teen moms and, and their babies, and, and we're going to make sure that they have a Christmas. Man, our church just lit up. Our church answered the bell, said, yeah, I'm here. We're going to help. We're going to be a part of this. Let's do it. When, when we said, hey, we're going to provide Christmas for families and, and their kids for Christmas, our church lit up. You, you, you jumped in, man. You're like, I'm going to serve. I'm going to give. I'm going to go buy toys. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I'm gonna, we're going to make sure that other families that are less fortunate we're gonna make sure that they have the Christmas that they deserve man our church lit up it was awesome in fact we're even finding more ways to serve throughout this year that's not just a Christmas time type of thing I know <clears throat> when we first started we really had a lot of things throughout the year and COVID hit we kind of pressed pause on a lot of things and now we're really trying to get back into a groove of some outreach throughout the year. And so even with the teen mothers, we're looking, how, how can we continue to help them and provide some things for them, diapers and wipes throughout the year where it's not just a one-time thing each year. But we're looking through or looking for some serving opportunities. It's an area that we're like, hey, this area in our church, we, we, need, to, we need to grow this area. In fact, when we look at Jesus's life, we see that he lived his entire life with other people in mind. Jesus was always thinking about other people. He was always teaching and he was always leading others and he was healing and he was even correcting people so that they would be lifted to a higher level of life. Jesus served so you could have a better life. In fact, the Bible says the Son of Man came not to be waited on, but to serve. Jesus served so your life could be changed. Jesus gave his life as a service to you so that you wouldn't have to live eternity apart from him, but you could live eternity with him because he served, because he gave of himself. Serving is simply giving of yourself to make life better for someone else. That's a pretty simple concept, right? Serving is simply giving of yourself to make life better for someone else. There's some areas in our church that, that we are focusing in on this year to make better for other people. So people's lives are pointed closer and more to Jesus. One of those, one of those places is our kids' ministry. Everybody say kids' ministry. Say kids ministry. Say kids ministry. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those ministries in our church that we're saying, hey, this year there's some things that that we need, we need to infuse some things into our kids' ministry. One of the things that we started to do already was that we bought a kids' curriculum this year to help out Pastor Coco and Tay Tay and, and say, hey, we're gonna help you and your teachers and your leaders and let them know, hey, hey, we're gonna we're gonna come alongside you, we're gonna support you, we're gonna make sure that you have the tools and the resources you need 
uh, in order to teach each and every week. There's a whole lot that goes into each lesson that they have. And so uh, one of the things we're looking to do in addition to that with our kids ministry is that we're looking to grow teachers and assistant teachers. And we're, we're praying, God, God, if, if, if people in the house give them a heart to help serve our kids ministry, and we're praying, God, send us people to our church that have a heart for kids ministry. We're, we're looking to, to amp up our five to 11 room and have another two to three more teachers where, where teachers are only having to teach once a month in there. We're looking uh, for five assistant teachers. We're, we're looking for three people say, hey, I'll do kids check-in. I'll, I'll, I'll be at the front for a few minutes uh, before service. I'll be there a few minutes as service starts and I'll help kids check-in so they can get upstairs and they can experience Jesus and have their life ultimately, ultimately changed. Hey, this is what I know about our kids ministry. My kids and your kids alike, they come home all the time talking about how much they love kids ministry. In fact, we've got kids that actually go to other churches that will come and visit our church from time to time and they'll be like, I don't really like my church. I want to come to Hope Rising because I love our kids ministry. Our kids ministry is doing a fantastic job, but we're going to focus a little bit in on them this year. And so I want you to know that we're as we're praying, we're talking about serving, saying, God, we, we need you to send us people that want to serve and kids and people also, God, that are in our church. God, put it on some, some people's hearts to say, hey, I'll step up. I'll serve once a month. I, I'll take that on. Our tech ministry in the back. A lot of those guys, in fact, all of those guys, they serve each and every week. They're here before everybody else is uh, making sure that the experience that we have is great. And we're thankful for those guys. Aren't you thankful for those guys in the back? Like, yeah, <clears throat> the, you, have, you have the lights that, that, that change colors and look great, and you have the words on the screen so you know what the words are, and, and all of that is coordinated. And aren't you thankful for a sound guy runs sound and, and makes it sound good and all of that? And like, that's all good and great, but we're praying, God, give us some people to help serve in those areas as well because we're only one deep. And when, when, when one is sick on vacation or out, It's me. <laughs> and so we're like, hey, we, we got to we, there's some areas that we've got to to grow in. In fact, we're even uh, we're even starting uh, in the next couple of months. We are we, we talked about this for heart for the house. But um, I, I actually bought one of the pieces of equipment that we need to, to live stream. And so uh, we'll be starting the live stream soon. But we need some help doing some live stream stuff as well. And so there are things that we have going on and, and continuing to move forward and move our church forward, but we need some people also to help serve in those areas. And so, uh, greeters, man, we need people to high five people. People say, hey, yo, glad you're here. It's amazing. Just a smile on the front door. Everybody smile. Do you know that it takes, it, it takes, it's, it's, it's more, right? It takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. It's just, you just got to smile. Man, some of you maybe walked in today and you had a bad week and you're like, man, I just, I just, I just need to be refreshed. And, and it's just a smile at the front door that says, ah, oh, it's going to be so good today. You may not feel good on the inside, but it's the smile at the front door that just started to make a way that says, you know what? I'm just going to open my heart to see what God has for me today. Man, smiles are free too. That don't cost you nothing. I mean, it's great. And so, you're like, why are you telling me all this? 
One, because there's opportunities for, for you to serve in our church. We're praying that, that, not just praying, we've always prayed this. God, let there be, let there be, let our church be a time where people can come in, sit and heal, but let it be a church that we just all stay in, in a place of, of, of sitting and being sedentary, but God, that we would go in and we would serve and we would make a way so people, we make, remove every obstacle. You, you would be amazed at how much work goes into trying to remove every obstacle so people can walk into this place and they can, all the obstacles are gone and they can, they can experience Jesus and give their life to him each and every Sunday. There's a lot of thought and a lot of things that happen in order to make that possible. And it's because we have a dream team that serves week in and week out. God, thank you. Thank you, dream team. So if you want to serve, if you'd like to serve, if you're not serving, we'd love to meet you at Next Steps right after service. Me and Kristen will be there. Michelle will be there. And we would love to talk to you where God may have you start serving. So anyways. That's good preaching, Pastor Walton. That's good. All right, good. Awesome. Praying. This this fifth thing. Fifth thing that will help us with a fresh start, help us move towards God. Just praying. We're entering into this, this season, these next seven days of prayer and fasting. The prayer is so vital to our spiritual growth. It's, it's actually crazy to think about that the things that that are most vital and important to a believer or a Christ follower are the things that are done the least by a believer or a Christ follower. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because I don't want you to do that or, or, or shout out loud or anything like that, but, but just take a, a personal inventory of the last time that you read your Bible or that you prayed. I don't mean like prayed over your food. I don't mean like Jesus bless his food, amen. Like that's great, but, but when's the last time that you really prayed? You, you, you said, I'm going to take these next three minutes or five minutes or ten minutes. Like, just, just take some personal inventory. You, I, you, if you're a believer, you always say, I love Jesus. Like, like I, I want to grow closer to him. But when was the last time that you actually did some things to move you closer to Jesus? Prayer is so vital to our spiritual growth. It's, and it's so simple. It's just simply communicating to God. Just, just talking, talking to him and him talking to you. So many times when we pray, we, we get caught up in praying. We don't ever stop to pause to try and listen. Corbin, he's seven, and he never stops talking, like ever. I thought that would be Bria as a girl, but no, no. Like Corbin, he was born talking. <laughs> he, he hasn't stopped ever since. And there's a lot of times where he's talking and we have to talk over him or, or we're talking and he doesn't even think to pause to, to, actually, to actually consider the fact that maybe we're talking to one another and that he has to wait till we're done. He just starts to talk. And we're like, hey, did you not hear that we're talking? When, when mom and dad are talking or sister is talking, you need to... Zip it. Zip. <laughs> right? Like, 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 you need to be quiet. He's like, I didn't even know. I'm like, yeah. But you never stop. Oh. He has a lot to say. I know. He does. And, and a lot of times it's really funny, if I'm being honest. I mean, the kid's hilarious. 
That's how we are with God sometimes. Like we find ourselves praying. Like, hey, God, what's up? Hey, I got this going on. I got these needs, man. I got this going on a job. Oh, man, I got this with family. I feel I'm kind of sick because you just peace up my body. God, I need this. I need that. I need this. In Jesus' name, amen. We're like, yeah. All right, man, I pray. Come on. About my prayer answer today, you know, and we're feeling good. But when was the like when did you take time to pause and try and listen to what he had to say back to you? Right. And like his voice is still active, he still wants to speak to you, he still wants to change your life, he still wants to do something on the inside of you. And it will begin to happen as we pray. And don't get it twisted. It's not about how long we pray. It's not about how how the, the fancy words that we try to use sometimes. No, just just be you. Like if you're gangsta, be gangsta. Like don't try to church it up. Like he already knows you. Like if, if if you if you speak big words and speak big words to God, believing He knows bigger ones than you do. If you're real practical, just be real practical with the Lord. And just begin to start telling them, God, telling God what's on your mind. Jesus lays out how to pray in Matthew 6. Kind of a formula or a, a way to begin to pray, but just begin to tell God, God, this is my heart. This is, you can have my heart, God. You've got a Holy Spirit fall on me, a fresh and a renewing God. God, God I need you. And so, so many times, it's easy to make prayer about you and, and, and your needs and what you have, but, but I would even encourage you to not start with just that, but just to start with Jesus, I'm here to hear from you. I just want you to know that I love you. I thank you for the sacrifice that you, you made for me. Thank you for the blood that you shed on the cross. I thank you for the stripes on your back for my healing. I thank you that you're holy and a, and a good God. I thank you that you love me, that all things work together for the good of those that love you. God, I'm so, I just want to, I just want to lean into you some today, Jesus. I don't want to talk about what I need or I want or some of my dreams for a moment. God, I just want to, I just want to just lean into you for a moment to let you know that I'm thankful for the blessings you put on my life. I'm thankful that that you so you you know every every thought, every every action that I'm gonna take. I thank you that you know me from the inside out, that you know me better than myself. I thank you that you're so righteous. I thank you that you have a plan for my life. God, you you've thought it out from the beginning and you see some things that I'm going through and it doesn't scare you. It doesn't, it doesn't make you fearful. So God, lay it at your feet. And I think it needs just to change your perspective of your prayer time with the Lord. So we pray and this last thing is fasting. Fasting is simply just giving up food for a period of time for spiritual purposes. I want to encourage you as we start prayer and fasting tomorrow that, that you would join us and that you would fast something food related. 
There's all, I say this all the time, I guess because it's a, it's a, I don't feel like I have too many hangups or, or I'm very religious spirited, but I hear a lot of times people say, well, I'm going to, you can fast TV or you can fast social media and all this stuff, but, and I think it's good to, to get off that stuff from time to time for sure. It'd be good over these next seven days to maybe weed some of that out. But, but the secular dictionary defines fasting as abstaining from food. They don't even have to go to a biblical definition of what really fasting is. And the whole purpose of fasting is denying your physical body the food that your body craves for nourishment in order that you can fill your spirit and your spirit grow with the Lord. And so we say no to flesh and we say yes to the spirit. We say less of me, God, and more of you. And so, so when we when we when we fast, it's an abstaining from the things that we crave, and and, and I, I know there are cravings of social media and all of those things in, in, in people's lives. And can I just tell you, I literally have been on social media uh, maybe like five or six times over the past maybe three or four months, and it has been a beautiful thing. We were at a at a, at a pastor's conference in October, and I was listening to somebody and. We just got off, and I was like, that's an amazing idea. You know, in, in this day and age, you're kind of like, well, you know, on a, on a pastor level, it's just kind of like, like, well, get what you see, and you get what you know, I exist, and people are yada, 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 and it's just like, no, they don't. Our church has social media, we'll continue to, to use that, but personally, it's been like, Let's see how this experiment works. Maybe, maybe not go that crazy, and that's fine if you don't, but maybe over the next few days, you just kind of limit. Maybe you don't completely get off of it, maybe just limit the time that you spend on it. I don't know, I just. No one, no one here today, like, if, you, if you're, if you know our church, like, no one here is going to judge you for whatever you choose to do, but I'd rather challenge you. Take some food and lay it aside. Abstain from that which your physical body craves and grow spiritually. Use that time. It's not a diet plan. This is not a diet plan over the next seven days. Alright? This is a this is this is a plan that says I'm going to abstain so I can allow the spirit of God to increase in my life. And when we fast, we do it so that we stay in tune with God. And we remain sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We fast for miracles and supernatural breakthrough. Some of you may need some, some breakthrough in your life. There's some breakthrough that I'm praying for in our lives and in this church. There's, there's miracles that I'm praying for. We fast to keep our flesh weak and our spirit strong. We fast to see bondages break off in our lives. Maybe you have some addictions. Maybe you have some, some hangups. Maybe you have some things that just continually seem to creep back up in your lives. We fast to see those things break off in our lives. We fast to receive healing and restoration 
in our lives. We fast to prepare us for a new season ahead. It's, it's why we fast every January. Why? Because it's a new year. It's a new season. There may be house, there may be have been some things that have carried over from 2021 into this year. But I want you to know we fast and we pray and we say, God, this is a new season. It's a new year. And so those things that maybe held me back in 2021, I declare today that they won't continue to hold me back any longer. The attitudes that I had to deal with then, I'm not going to have any longer. The way I thought, the things I did, the places I went to, the jokes I told, the things I watched, that I'm going to not do those things anymore, not because of me, but it's the power that lives inside of me. So we fast. Tomorrow we will begin. We have, in the past we have done each day kind of had a different directive. We kind of had, hey, on day one we're going to pray for this, and on day two we're going to pray for this. And we're doing things a little bit different this time. I want you to know that. So the only directive that we have is one word. That when we go to pray, this one word be the thing that is on your heart and your mind. And allowing God to speak into you is this is revival. It's revival. That, that we, when we wake up tomorrow, when we begin to pray, we just ask God, just to, to move in our hearts and our lives, we begin to pray for revival. A turning to Him. Revival means the awakening or quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. We're saying, God, God, I, I, I need revival in my life. Man, we need revival in our land, in our church, in our country. We, we need revival in every aspect of our lives. Listen, if there is a a an enemy after your soul more than any time and on earth is now. There are so many things fighting for your attention. There's so many things fighting for, for, for your life and for your family. There's so many things that, that want to take you out. We need revival. We need a spiritual awakening in our hearts and in our lives. And we're, we're, we're praying it for our church. God, let there be a revival in our church. Let there be a spiritual awakening in our people. God, let it be that when we gather together corporately, let it be, God, God that we, we are ready to worship you. God, we're ready just to give you everything that we've got, God. Hearts lifted high, hands lifted or raised, our voices are singing loud. God, we pray for revival. God, we pray for prayer to break up. Man, we have we have a pre-service prayer at, at 9.45 every Sunday. Man, how awesome would it be if we had a church full of people ready to pray at 9.45 before we even serve, before we even sing a note, before we even have a, have a, a message spoken, God. We're going to bathe this place in prayer. See you do great things. So we pray, I want you to pray for revival in your hearts, in your life, in your family, in our church, in our city, in our country. We need revival. The second thing we're going to do is this. You can take a screenshot of this, but we're going to do a Bible app. On the Bible app, we're going to do a a seven-day devotion called the English Prayers. 
And you could, I would suggest, I, I would, you could take a picture of this and you, on your browser, get out of the way, my fat hands in the way or something. But you can put that in your browser and it will take you to the event. But also, uh, we're going to send something, uh, a, a mass text out to you later today with this link line as well. So, you, so you'll have it. Uh, it starts tomorrow. Open to the, the event starts at six, and then it just it lasts for seven days. So this is what we're going to do. We're going we're to do this this daily devotion together in a sense. Want to encourage you to just be a part, and there'll be a place on it that that you can that you can even comment on on the day. Like this is what God spoke to me here, or this is what God is speaking to me as I read this devotion. And, and we just, just want we just want to do this together. Or just as a church family, as a community. Because you're not alone. You're not alone. Wherever you find yourself at today, fears, anxiety, good or bad, you're not alone. We're all walking this road together, this path together towards Jesus. And so, so let's pray today. And then we're going to respond to the Lord through our worship. The worship team will lead us into a song. And I want to encourage you that as we get ready to sing this last song, that you, you just forgive God. Just open your hearts. Open your mind and your spirit and allow him to, to move in you. And so why don't you stand up with me? Maybe, maybe today you could close your eyes and you could just lift your hands in a receiving position that says, God, I'm here ready to receive what you have for me. Come on, put your hands out in a receiving position. God, I have my hands open in a receiving position, God, that you would download some of your Holy Spirit in my life this week. There are things that I need. There are things that I want. But the truth is, is that none of it matches to how much I need you. God, I pray as we sing this song together, we worship as a congregation, God, that you would Be magnified in our worship, but God, that you would begin to speak to our hearts, that you would already begin to do something in us. God, speak to us over these next seven days. God, let us hear your voice clearer than we ever have before. Let us see you move. Let us see you do great things. Let us see breakthrough. Let us see healings and miracles. But we give this year to you. So we spend this next moment worshiping together as we start tomorrow, seven days of prayer and fasting. In Jesus' name, all this worship.